My name is Jack Peck. I'm the president of Fast Fetch Corporation, and uh, since I'm going to introduce myself, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about myself. Um, I was a former professor of computer science at Clemson University several years ago. Took early retirement to practice what I used to preach in the classroom. <clears throat> uh, used to do a lot of work for the DLA. <laughs> Had some major contracts with them to do apparel manufacturing. Did a lot of computer-aided manufacturing uh, back in those days. We're over in booth 8250 if you'd like to come visit us and see some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today in action. Here's just a smattering of some of our uh, clients that we have out there that would probably have some name recognition. Uh, our products uh, are fairly broad in the order fulfillment and packing areas only. We don't do everything that WMSs do, but we uh, do the order fulfillment. Uh, I won't spend any time on this, but we'd be glad to talk to you about all of this uh, type thing later if you have an interest. FastFetch products can interface with any warehouse management system. In this particular slide, you see what happens in everyone's distribution center from the far left where product is received to the far right where product is shipped. What we do, our products fit right into that yellow box that you see there, which includes batching, picking, and packing. Uh, we do it quickly and accurately. That's our goal at a reasonable cost. Today we're going to talk about uh, the uh, IntelliPak product that we have developed, and, but we're going to do it in a more generic sense, tell you some of the problems that are involved in it. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about the innovation parts of, uh, of this product. We're going to show you what one of our customers did before we installed, where they're going to show you the solution that we did install, the technology that underlies the solution, and finally, we're going to show you a production video and the final results. I'm going to, before we get started, I'm going to show you really what the end of this presentation is going to look like. First of all, the, uh, the company that we're talking about, and I haven't, this is, I'm filling in on this presentation uh, with about an hour's notice for the company that was unable to come to the, to the show today. So um, I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to our customer and get their authorization name, so I am going to avoid that in this presentation. But they experienced a reduction in shipping cost of better than 5% in 11 months. Their packing labor was reduced by 30%. Their savings in dunnage was 27%. Their savings in corrugated material was 20%. Savings in the carton supply, they used to carry about six weeks supply of 13 different box sizes. Now they carry a day and a half supply of 40 box sizes. So actually their inventory, their total inventory went down. And of course their orders increased significantly during the same period of time. Here's the problem in a pictorial view. You've probably had some of this uh, come to your home at various times of your, uh, your business. Here's a box with just a little something in it. A lot of air and a lot of dunnage in the box. Somebody's paying for, for all of that dunnage and all that air. Uh, all the small parcel carriers recently changed their rates so that they're now more dependent on dimensions rather than on weight of the package. So many companies hold a small number of packaging cartons. Many cartons ship with underutilized space. And of course, that increases the cost in both the dunnage and the charges. 
the cost of the corrugated material is higher simply because you're using boxes that are larger than they need be, and dunnage, of course, is increased. The labor shortages and the turnover present real training problems, too. When labor is at short supply, people are going to leave. So you bring new people in if you have to train them for an extended period of time. That's big-time problems. And finally, labor rates are increasing as the economy improves. So if you can get more out of the people you have, you're going to be better off, of course. This innovation uh, enables shipping less air. And here's kind of an overview of what, what happens here. First of all, what we say is, rather than having six or eight or 10 or 12 box sizes, why don't you have 40 or 50 or more? So what we have done is to develop artificial intelligence to determine the sizes of the cartons that would be best suited for packing historical orders. We use artificial intelligence to quickly determine the best carton to pack all of these orders out. And this, these, this logic for these artificial intelligence has to run in less than a second or you're going to be taking too much time. We then quickly indicate the location of the best carton to a packer using LED lights under a particular partition, as you see here, uh, where that carton resides. And at the, finally, we maintain a small inventory of cartons of all sizes. Here is a, uh, just an overview of their operation. You'll notice here, there's an individual here that's packing. Uh, the orders are coming in on, on uh, totes. A tote is taken down. The tote is scanned to give us the order number. We then immediately look in a database to figure out what items are in the order and what the dimensions are of those items. Then we turn on an LED on the uh, carton rack here uh, to say which one of these carton sizes is best suited to pack out that order. Here's another person packing too and sharing this same carton rack. Since we're using LED strips here, one car particular packer might have a green set of LEDs, the other one would have red, so that they know when they're scanning their totes who gets which carton for packing. Here's another one over here doing the same type thing, another couple of packers. Now, before we put this system in, they were using 13 carton sizes. They were used to pack all the different kinds of products that they were ever shipping out. Think e-commerce, you know, where you have uh, uh, orders that have a whole variety of different SKUs and different quantities. But typically, the item counts fairly low. But you have lots more orders than you ever did. You're not shipping full cases. You're not shipping uh, full pallets of the same thing. Have a wide variety of product sizes. The products typically per order varies from one to many, a high order volume, and oftentimes the warehouse management system carton selection algorithms don't give you the right size box. Tip, and for this particular company, they were looking at making a large capital investment into a, some technology that cut down the box that they had put the stuff in in the vertical dimension. That helps to reduce some of the air, but you know, there are other two dimensions that you might need to cut the box down in too. If there's air, uh, if there's a lot of wasted space in the other two dimensions. As I understand it, that was several hundred thousand dollars is what that machine was gonna cost them. This was one of their boxes actually that I took a photograph of. 
uh, before we actually put our product in? Well, the problem is fairly easy to understand. You've got a whole bunch of items, you need to pack them. You've got a whole bunch of cartons that you need to select from. And you want to pick the one that's going to have the least amount of air. Unfortunately, even though the problem is easy to understand, the solution isn't easy to create. <laughs> so before we can put in any kind of a system of this nature, there's some things that have to be in place. First of all, you need to know the dimensions and the weight of your products. Uh, there's a machine that I think it's that called Cubiscan that's out here on the floor uh, that you can go look at, and there are other competing technologies which will capture the length, width, height of every product as if it were a rectangular prism. The SKU file must contain the dimensions of all your SKUs so that when we look at the order, we can determine what's in the order and that we uh, can determine the dimensions. Uh, the warehouse management system, or whatever else you're using, order management system, ERP, whatever, they must export a file of orders and order items, products, uh, containing quantity, dimensions, and weight information for each item in the order. Other optional information, if you happen to have it in your SKU file, is handy, like nesting. Some items think tapered trash cans. They can be nested, and so the amount of space that they would take in shipping is smaller simply because one can fit inside the other. Similarly, some items have a hollow center, and we can put uh, uh, other items inside of them, and sometimes that's helpful in determining the best packing carton. Here's an overview of our solution. We use artificial intelligence, first of all, to determine the the uh, different carton sizes. Uh, we look at historical data. And so with this historical data, we understand what you've been shipping in the past several months. We then said, if you had 40 box sizes, what should they be? And so that's kind of a tough problem in itself. But we have some very clever routines that use artificial intelligence to do that. We store a limited number of each of these carton sizes on a carton rack. We order, we scan an order barcode uh, to say, we know that this order showed up for packing. We scan the barcode associated with the order so that we can figure out what's in the order and the dimensions of all those items. We use artificial intelligence again to determine the best carton size for packing. We illuminate LEDs under that carton, as you see here, red for one packer, green for another. We pack the items in the selected carton, a person does it. We dispatch a cart to replenish those cartons that were consumed from the carton rack. When that cart has gathered cartons to replace those that were consumed, we take the cart over to the back of the carton rack and we scan a box, a barcode on a box, and it illuminates an LED on the back side of the carton rack to tell you where to put those replacement cartons replacing those that were consumed. Finally, we keep track of all of those cartons that were used during the, during the day, and we send to the carton manufacturer downtown or wherever he might be, the supplier, say, hey, we used 50 of this carton size, 73 of this carton size, so that carton manufacturer can do vendor-managed inventory and bring cartons back uh, to replace those that were consumed by the uh, facility. So, a little more detail on the technology, how we do it. 
Here's how we determine the best set of cartons. We look at the historical data from the client, including the dimensions and the weight of the items. We set parameters to control the, pr the maximum and minimum dimensions of the target carton sizes. Now, this, this step one is done once. It's not done every day. This is just so you'll know what size cartons you ought to be carrying in your inventory. Then we scrub the data to remove the orders that won't fit in even the largest carton, the non-conveyables, we call them. Then we used a biologically inspired algorithm to determine the best set of N, for example, 100 cartons that could have been used to pack those historical orders with minimal air. And we can go into that biologically inspired algorithms a little bit later if anybody's interested, but it'll take a little more time than I think we have this morning. This was a summary of the results for this particular customer. They had 72,000 orders that we looked at. We packed them in 72,000 cartons. The number of items packed were the same. The cubed volume, you can see that they had used 26,000 cubic feet. We packed them in 18,000 cubic feet, which is a savings of 30% in terms of the volume that we, uh, we would have packed those historical orders in. This was the amount of, the, uh, amount of empty space that was left in the cartons. And so we did a reduction of 42% in terms of, of the air that was in the cartons. And finally, the corrugate went down by 30% for this particular customer. Step two, determine the best set of cartons. Well, what we do is we actually virtually pack each order using, again, artificial intelligence to get a set of right-size cartons. This particular algorithm uses what we call 3D placement. So rather than most uh, systems that you'll see, in fact, all the systems except ours, uh, use what they call liquid fill. It's kind of like pouring water in. You know, the, the volume of this item, you put it in, you have less volume in the box. You get another one that has less volume. Uh, what we do is 3D placement, just like a person would. That's why it's artificial intelligence. We understand that this can be placed this way or this way or this way, and we understand how people would be packing this box, and we do the same type thing. If the items won't fit in even the largest carton, then what we do is determine the best set of cartons to pack the item in. Finally, if you uh, think about how people actually go out and pick into the in a warehouse, if you have the luxury of picking all of the items for an order into a tote, laying it out all on a table, and then picking and choosing one at a time to figure out how you can get them in the carton, that's, you know, the, that's what people might do. Unfortunately, if you're going out with a corrugated box and you have to pick into the box, you can't be rearranging all the time. So that's what we call pick sequence. And the algorithm should run in both in either mode, what we call best fit or pick sequence. We have to, of course, respect weight and max fill constraints. This box can't hold more than 40 pounds, so we have to understand those types of constraints when we're picking the boxes, because it's a weaker type box, perhaps. Uh, some people say, well, my people can't do quite as good a job as the uh, computer, so I don't want to have the, I want to pick a box that has about 10% uh, space in it to allow for people to, to, not, to uh, make mistakes. We can do that in the algorithm. Nesting, think tapered trash cans, hollow fill we've talked about already. And we have inclusion, exclusion rules in the, in the algorithms as well. It says, you know, we don't want to ever pack, pack fine china and uh, anvils, for example, in the same carton. That wouldn't be a good idea. So those types of things allow us to uh, pick cartons, that, in fact, multiple cartons. 
And finally, we have uh, things like this side up. Some items have to be packed this side up, so you don't have the luxury of, of orienting them different ways when you're packing them. We understand that a person's going to be doing this, and so our algorithm respects those type rules, as well as layering. Layering would say, once I put an item in a box, I can't put anything else on top of it because it might crush it. Step three is to build a carton rack. Here's a carton rack, a picture of one. This has N partitions. In the case of this particular customer, they have 40 partitions, so there's 40 different box sizes, a single box size in each partition. It's kind of like a bookshelf. Each partition contains a different carton size. LED strips are sitting beneath the, uh, each one of these. You can see them right here, and right here, and right here. So LED strips are uh, attached beneath the shelves on both the front and the rear of the carton rack. Segments of LED strips are going to be illuminated to tell you which, where your carton is is best suited to pack out an order. And finally, we use conventional light modules on the top of the rack for errors and messages. That's up here. Step four is to scan a barcode. And you'll see this demo out here in our booth, actually, starting from this point, is to scan an order barcode and determine the best carton size to pack the order in. So they scan a barcode, and you can see this lady here. This is actually a production photo. She's scanning a barcode that's on the tote that identifies the order. Then she access, we, the system accesses the order information from a database table. It uses, again, artificial intelligence to virtually pack all of the items uh, into each carton size. And the algorithm is going to select the smallest carton that can contain all of the order items. Step five is to designate the selected carton. So we illuminate a bunch of LEDs under the selected carton on the front of the rack, as you see in this photograph here. Red for one packer, green for a different packer here. And then we scan the next order barcode to extinguish these LEDs and illuminate different LEDs for the next order. Step six is to pack the items. And here you see the lady is packing the items into a box. Uh, with a small number of items, a packer can, can we, sometimes they get the question, well, do you show them how to pack it, how the computer said to pack it? We could. But the truth is that people can do this if there's a small number of orders, and it would take a lot less time for a person to figure it out than to try to follow a set of instructions. So they packed, typically, when we train people, we say, grab the, first, the largest items, put those in first and orient the items in a way that chooses the tightest fit. That's pretty easy to explain. And rearrange if necessary. And then put your dunnage on the top to cushion the items for shipment. Finally, step seven is to dispatch the cart to consume, to uh, replenish those that were consumed in the carton rack. So the carton has a tablet on board, you see it here. And it also has speech, so it talks to you. It tells you where to go when you get there. The, this, the picker scans a, uh, a barcode that's adjacent to the carton location. So here are your cartons here. These are actually, you know, in, in a supply area in your warehouse. And so the light modules indicate where and how many uh, should be picked. You can't see it too well, but they'll think there's a five here and a, something else here. So it tells him how, to, how many cartons to put onto, the, onto the, uh, the cart. It also tells him that same information. And the picker waves her hand near a flashing LED to confirm that they put those cartons into the, into the cart of that particular size. Then it tells him where to go next to get some more cartons to put into the, uh, into the cart. 
getting to the end here. Then he's going to replenish the consumer. When he takes the cart to a carton rack, he wants to put the cart, the stuff back in there. So he pushes the cart. He retrieves the uh, set of cartons from the cart partition. He the system will illuminate in the rear of the carton rack some lights and says that's where we need to put those cartons that you picked in your warehouse to replenish those consumed. And we put them into the carton rack you see here. Finally, we send transactions to the manufacturer periodically, probably daily, uh, to read from a, the uh, so we know how much has been consumed, and the carton manufacturer will know how much to, to send perhaps the next day to replenish those that were used by the facility. So he creates or retrieves cartons from inventory. He delivers the cartons. And here's a video real quickly that I'll show you of how the system works. This is a real production video. The lady scans a barcode on the tote when the tote arrives with picked products. It illuminates the uh, LED you see on the carton rack under the right size carton, the best carton of all of those 40 sizes. This is the best one. Then she erects the box that you see here. Then she takes the, the items out and puts them in the box best way she can. And again, largest ones first typically. Arranges them in the tightest spots that she can get them in. She's continuing on. She's not too bad. She's not the best one they have, but she's not doing too bad of a job. There's an item here she had to wrap up because it was in a small item in a bag. Should have skipped over all of this, <laughs> but you're getting the idea. Then she gets the packing slip, which was printed out when we scanned the barcode. The packing slip goes in. She peels off the label here, which identifies the order. It's really a license plate for the order. And she puts it on the corrugated box so that downstream they'll know how to print the shipping label. They'll know what, what order is in that box. She grabs some dunnage here, some sealed air, sticks it in the box. Got too much, but that's okay. <laughs> and then she's going to fold the flaps down on the box and put it through a taping machine that's going to tape the bottom and the top. There's very little wasted space in that carton, which was the goal. They're picking replenishment cartons from the supply area now. The cart, if you were listening to this, it talks to you, and it tells them where to go to pick the first box size that, multiple, that carton racks uh, had uh, consumed. So he'll go there, you'll see. It's talking to him out of a speaker here. You could use a Bluetooth headset. He scans the barcode that's actually above the, uh, the cartons that he needs to pick. It says, that's L01, need three of them for this partition, 24 for this, a total of 27 boxes he needs to pick. So he gets his 27 boxes, and he goes over and he counts out three, and he puts them here, and he counts out 27, I guess, or whatever it was, and he puts them here. Then he's gonna go get some more, and then he touches the lights on the, on, the, on the card to confirm he put them there. Then it tells him where to go for his next pick. And I've skipped over his next pick, but you get the idea. So he then takes his cart to the carton rack to replenish those that have been consumed in the carton rack. So he scans the barcode on the box. All of these boxes here are the same size. He scans it, and it shows him where those boxes should be placed on the back of the carton rack to replenish those that were consumed by the packer. More, and he's going to do the same thing here. Scans the barcode. Tells him where to, it looks like this one's already full, but 
He's actually got them double layered here, so you'll watch what he does. He pushes this one forward and puts the other behind. So he's got two sets there, really. And then transactions are sent to the carton manufacturer to replenish those that were being used. Results, they actually are getting about a 30% savings. This particular company is saving a million dollars a year on FedEx charges, strictly because they're picking better size boxes. The corrugated material in their case was, uh, I think it was about 30, close to 30%. We have an improved green footprint because we have a reduced corrugated material usage. The ROI payback period for them was less than three months. That's a, that's a no-brainer when that happens, of course. Okay, we're getting the results finally. There were negligible savings between 40 and 50 carton sizes, so they decided to go ahead and go with the 40. Their implementation time was four days for everything. The shipping cost avoidance was 5% in their case. The orders of volumes, they had a labor savings of 30%. Corrugated materials was 20%. They now carry a day and a half of inventory of each box sizes rather than six weeks of inventory they, of 13 box sizes they used to have. Their savings, so their overall inventory went down. The savings from IntelliPak also funded a put wall project. <laughs> And you, they, of course, uh, have an improved green footprint because they save trees and, and uh, animal habitat. Again, ROI to payback period for them was less than three months. Next steps, I'm not going to worry much about this, but uh, they, they're doing other things here uh, as a result of building on to what they've already done. Any questions? We're finishing early here, but... Uh, um, we have a gentleman here who has 15 minutes worth of questions. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, thanks for coming by. I, I do, do appreciate it. And uh, if you do have any questions, booth 8250. It's about 40 feet this direction out the door. We can give you a live demo and let you uh, actually, it's a participation demo. You get to pick a bunch of items and you can scan it and then it picks a box for you that's best suited for all those items. <laughs> so thank you very much.